This time on episode 362 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss WandaVision Season 1, Episode 4. We interrupt this program and your feedback. I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm producer of the show, SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, January 31st, 2021, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Eastview wide via www.geeks.live. Come join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Hot Chocolate Day. Ooh, it's the perfect weather for it. It's so cold. It's snowed here. Get those mini marshmallows out. Yeah. Now, I prefer buying hot chocolate without mini marshmallows or marshmallows, whatever, but I can have them with marshmallows. It's not like I will banish the hot chocolate for the mini marshmallows. But I did have hot chocolate last night. I might have it tonight. I've got to regulate my input because, well, this time of year, I probably live on hot chocolate. So, you know, if I don't regulate my input, breakfast is hot chocolate, lunch is hot chocolate, dinner is hot chocolate, snack is hot chocolate, coffee time is hot chocolate. It's all 100% hot chocolate. So I got to be careful. Yeah, I like hot chocolate too, but uh, wow, that's taking it to the extreme. Now, let me ask you this. Do you call it hot chocolate or hot cocoa? A hot chocolate, I know it's not technically hot chocolate, it's technically cocoa, but it's chocolate and it's hot, so I call it hot chocolate. I kind of differentiate the two because I think hot cocoa, even though there is no science behind it whatsoever, I think of hot cocoa as like milk-based, and I generally don't have milk-based stuff because I'm lactose intolerant, so I have hot chocolate, so it's like the Swiss Miss package without milk or i could go lactose free milk or like almond milk or something like that but it just doesn't taste the same it's got to you know the i grew up on a milk farm it's got to have that real milk the froth the all the stuff that's bad for you yep all right well happy national hot chocolate day i hope that you get to partake later on today i know i will and with that, let's get on to the rest of the show. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes. Because softball season is over. If you'd like to talk to us about your missing or your belayed softball season because, you know, the pandemic, you can get us on our website at legendsofshield.com. We have a voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you happen to play softball with a bunch of law enforcement individuals, I'd love to hear about how that goes. You can leave us a message on our Facebook page, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. And Michelle will tell me what you said because I don't have a Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter, including SP at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can leave a message on our YouTube channel on this video at YouTube.com slash Geek about your work softball experience. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. You can join our Discord server and talk about your softball team at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. This back and forth with the because of works a lot better when I don't have to say anything. You are improving. I'm week trying. after week, each time you are improving. Well, that's good. And hopefully next week we'll have Lauren back with us. She's in the middle of a move about to start. So I don't know about her availability going forward. She needs to take today off because of health issues, but she's fine. 
she just needed to take today off. And then I think her move starts like next week or the week after. So we might not see her for a couple of weeks, but she does desperately want to come back and talk about WandaVision. Like, Michelle, I know you want to talk about WandaVision. You bet. And I do. So here we go. Let's talk about WandaVision. WandaVision season one, episode four. Gosh, I hope there's a season two was published to Disney Plus, streamed on Disney Plus on January 29th. That's Friday, two days ago, 2021. The episode was titled We Interrupt This Program. It was directed by Matt Shankman, who's directed the entire series to date. And actually, we already know he's directed the entire series. He has 51 directing credits starting in 2002, including one episode of Judging Amy, one episode of Six Feet Under, two episodes of Everybody Hates Chris, three episodes of Ugly Betty, five episodes of House, five episodes of Sight, four episodes of Revenge, six episodes of The Good Wife, two episodes of Game of Thrones, and nine episodes of WandaVision. And Michelle, we actually get to talk about somebody new that hasn't directed it that wrote the episode. Yeah, this episode was written by Bobak S. for Johnny. Has three writing credits starting in 2015, including one Helix, one WandaVision, and seven Manifest. I want to check something real quick because IMDb with this show has been kind of... Miss more than hit. Like the titles of the episodes, which weren't known until episode four. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. They also have Megan McDonald listed as a writer, even though on her IMDP page, which I just checked, they still have her only writing one episode. So Megan McDonald, also the writer? Question mark? Yeah, I think that's going to change in a couple of days, Monday or Tuesday, when people get back to their telework and uh, straighten out IMDB one way or the other. Honestly, I have not correlated the episode credits, which, you know, show on the screen. So we can probably do that and get back to our audience. And next time we interrupt this program. I love the title of this episode. I wasn't quite sure hundred percent what the title was going to mean as we were talking about it last week, going into this week, watching the episode and in the middle of the episode, I'm like, what's the title of this episode again? Oh yeah. We interrupt this program. Perfect title for this episode. what do you think, Michelle? Indeed. I think for an episode four, remember there's nine episodes. So we're basically at the halfway point, episodes four and five. That's the halfway point. I think it's a good time to show, yes, indeed, those of us who are like, this is Wanda and Wanda's in control, we got that validation. And just seeing the context of it, we also put it in a timeline. I think this was a good moment to have an episode like this. I wanted to talk to you about the timeline of the episode because I was noticing things happening on screen and I wasn't sure of how many episodes were being aired at the same time. Like, were they only episode airing an episode of WandaVision on one day and then the next night they would, or were several being aired? Boom, boom, boom. Because we got the, timeline of what's happening in relation to the show where agent Wu, special agent Wu, I guess that's what they're calling the FBI, right? Special agent, special agent Wu shows up and he asked for sword uh, access to a drone. That's what sends Monica there. And there was 24 hours that passes after the drone is sent through till when the base is there. So we know at least one full day has happened since Monica is put in the West world, I guess, Westview, which doesn't exist anymore, but we'll get to that. So is it one episode a day or is it as they're living it in Westview? I think it's just how Wanda is perceiving it because Episode two is when we saw the beekeeper. So episode two of the sitcom. All right. When it was episode two, we, we know she find out at the end she's pregnant. 
that's when the sword person comes. So in a way, it's time's going to be time is going to be odd because this is a mental creation universe of Wanda. So it's almost at the speed of thought, at the speed of emotion. So I don't think there's going to be a direct correlation of like this minute to this minute. We know when Wanda pushes Monica out, okay, that's where we are in Wanda's vision that's going on in Wanda's universe. That's where Wanda is when she pushes Geraldine slash Monica out. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, you made a little bit more sense to me when you're talking about the beekeeper, Agent Franklin, as we know, he is sword Agent Franklin. At least that's what the comms were back and forth as he was crawling through the, the sewer on the way into Westview. And if he shows up at the end of episode two and Monica is in episode two as Geraldine, then that kind of makes sense. I've got a bigger question. I mean, there's so many questions, but since we tripped over Agent Franklin right here, what happened to Agent Franklin? He didn't get tossed back out. Is he just gone? We're going to have to find out. I don't think he's gone. He could be stuck in the sewer. And Wanda's vision, because he lost his cord to get out. Yeah. So he could have just been, well, you came from down below, you go back down below, and he might have some trouble getting back. Because obviously he wasn't pushed out like Monica because then they really, really would have noticed. Right. So he could just be completely disoriented, but she has barred him underneath. Matter of fact, Wanda might have put in bars or, I don't know, well, in her mind, right? Welded all the manholes shut or whatever so that somebody couldn't get in from that way. She's protecting. Well, okay. So let's talk about it. Is this Wanda's vision is this her universe i mean we were discussing it last time i think we got more clarity this time it's completely wanda as monica says in the end it's wanda it's all wanda now why it's westview because now we learned westview is an actual town in new jersey and monica goes there and special agent Wu greets her which by giving her the card in the same trick from Ant-Man, I really loved the card callback. That was great. And the people, the sheriff, the cops that were there was like, Westview doesn't exist. And they're standing right next to the sign that says Westview. They're like, we're from Eastview. Now, why Wanda is in Westview? What prompted her to do this? Like, those are some still big questions. But however it started, Wanda has taken control. This is Wanda's vision. So in a way, I think people are thinking, you know, Wanda vision as in it's the two of them. But you can also interpret the show's title as Wanda's vision. I like that. I was thinking about that myself, but it's a very unique double take on the words, unique way of, of looking at it. Is it Wanda vision like the TV show, the sitcom? Is it Wanda's vision? Or is it Wanda and Vision? It's triple play on words. I love, like it. Now, the start of this episode was really unique in the MCU because I think this is the first time that we've really seen normal people come back from their snapped blip. They're calling it blipped. So we'll just call it blip here. And this is the first time we got to see it coming back. And Michelle, you loved how they came back. We got a little hint of it in the second Spider-Man movie, but this one was great because all of a sudden you see this pixelated ash sort of come together and form Monica and Monica's just there like, hey, I'm in the hospital. I was here 20 minutes ago. My mom was on the bed. What's going on? And just coming out and the seeing people reform from when they were, which on the one hand is great. People are coming back, but also it's terrifying because what if they were in a moving vehicle when they were blipped? What if they were in 
an airplane, obviously those who were in an airplane, if any, we, we discussed this during when, the, like when it happened, the horrors of it, of planes crashing, cars crashing, doctors in the middle of surgery would go, like what would happen then? Do the people who were on the plane, like that crashed, like when they flip back, are they at the site of the plane crash? It seems though, because Monica came back where she was when she was blipped. And so did all these other people. When you went out into the hallway, all of a sudden, these people were just showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up. It's fascinating and horrifying at the same time. It would be completely confusing, both to the people that were coming back and to the people that were there. At least the people that were there understand that people disappeared five years ago. But they don't know how. They don't know when. They don't know... What's going on? I tend to think the Avengers plight with Thanos was known. So five years later, they, the general public might have known what had happened, but they probably had no idea that the Avengers were fighting Thanos again to try to bring everybody back. So this was a real surprise to everybody. It was interesting the time period that happened, right? Because Tony Stark, when he did his snap to undo everything, I would say it was evening or night, and what happened with Monica seemed like it was daylight, at least come you know daylight coming through the window or something like that. But it could have been time zones, whatever. I think it was instantaneous when it did happen. You bring up great points about exactly what's happening for the people that were on the move, in a plane, on a boat. You know, do you just drop into the ocean at that point in time? It'll be interesting if they reference this anymore. I hope they do because there are still questions. I think they're trying to gloss over it. Marvel and Disney. I think they're trying to gloss over it, but there's so many questions to be asked. I hope we get another return to it. I don't know if there was supposed to be a return to it in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because remember, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to happen before WandaVision. So I don't know if there's going to be any in there. I don't know if there's going to be any post WandaVision in the movies or not. You mentioned the fact that it was at least referenced in Spider-Man. I mean, we actually saw a little bit of it happening. You know, you, you appear in somebody else's apartment. It's a minor point, I think, when it comes to WandaVision. But since we talk about the general Marvel comic universe, I think this is something that needs to be explored a little bit more because you have people that are going to nitpick it for ever if they don't try to explain some stuff and on the converse side they can explain it forever and they're never going to get to the answers that everybody wants so there you go now blip had an interesting side effect because there was this organization called sword that existed and the only person left in a leadership position or quasi leadership position was this guy named brian hayward or excuse me Tyler Hayward, I kind of tipped my hand a little bit there. I don't think you remember this, but in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was a character called Brian Hayward, and he was a super soldier that was inevitably killed, and he had a sister called Laura. I don't know if there's any relationship between Brian, Laura, and Tyler or not, but there could be. I mean, this is Marvel, and this would be kind of admitting that there's a relationship with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, but I don't know. We'll see what Tyler's background is. I think there's more to Tyler that meets the eye. I think it's interesting that we learned that Monica basically grew up in S.W.O.R.D. That was her life and learning that she was used to going out into space and she's upset that she's grounded. But it's fascinating that her mom set in protocols for what would happen if everybody came back that was good thinking i think there's a little bit more than just good thinking there i think that she in her mind thought that her daughter would come back at some point in time and why not put protocols in place for that i mean it's just sound planning not to say that all organizations or government has sound planning but especially if you are affected by the events that are going on around you then yeah you'd want to make a plan like this does not make sense to me. This person is gone, wasn't meant to be gone. I know we're working to get these people back eventually. I don't know how that's going to happen, but if it does happen, what are the protocols? 
I don't know if Tyler was telling the 100% truth or not. It seemed like he was telling the truth about the protocols being there, but he might not be using them as they intended. I think he was planning on sending Monica to this backwater assignment, get her out of the office, away from him and away from what he's truly trying to do because he knows that she's going to start asking questions in whatever he's involved with. Again, I don't believe he's 100% above board. When in the history of the MCU has an organization like Sword or Shield or whatever had good people with good intentions all the way on the top? This would be a case of, like you said, there was no one left. Who would he have conspired with? Well, let's just say that he had five years ago, since he was put in place as the leader, he feels stuff out, try to figure stuff out. Already, he's taken sword out of space. He's made it Earth focused rather than space focused, which you know that there's space threats and allies out there, as was pointed out to him. I think he's involved in some new conspiracies on Earth that they weren't planning on having people come back. So it seemed like it was a thorn in his side. I am not. All of a sudden, people come back and here's the thing. He could be like, I don't really want to talk about the last five years because I have no idea how to handle all of a sudden all these people coming back and then some of them not wanting to return to work and just the chaos. I think he might have wanted to get rid of her. So he wouldn't have to deal with it emotionally. Again, this is not like, oh my goodness, you're back. Let me give you a hug. This is you suddenly disappeared. Now you suddenly reappeared. WTF. I don't know how to process this. Is this temporary? Are you coming back and then are you going to be taken away again? How is this going to work? And also, you know, like he's not really 100% sure about her state. Did she forget something? Is she all like came back? So I think it's one of those things. And it's another thing, like when something traumatic happens, like even if you're a cop, you're supposed to come back and you have therapy and then you're assigned desk duty for a while. So her being sent on a grounded mission just actually followed a lot of regular law enforcement protocols that I'm familiar with. So this whole big old shady conspiracy thing, that's a leap. Maybe there's something else going on, but yeah, I'm not taking that step. There's a couple things that happened in this episode that lead me to at least open the door to that sort of stuff. And I don't know one way or the other. I have not been spoiled on anything past episode four. I have not gone out looking for anything. This is just my opinion. Tyler, in the middle of everything, says, I need, which they kind of figure out a little bit more what's going on once Darcy turns on the WandaVision, which we'll get to that. That was pretty cool how she came about that. He all of a sudden says, I need transport right now. Where was he going? He should be there trying to figure things out. And the other thing that we saw in the episode that might be correlated, might not, was Vision's body as we would have seen it when he died, with the stone ripped from his head. As Wanda saw it when he died. That's fair enough. So the questions are, is Vision in a freezer somewhere? Is his corpse in a freezer somewhere? And Tyler wanted to go check that out? Or what is he doing? So. You got two things that might be connected, might not, that also lead to what is Tyler really doing. So I'm going to keep a close eye on Tyler. Don't have any proof either way, but I'm not taking him at face value either. And as you said, we talked about it during Daredevil. There are things that the FBI should have done that they didn't do. And largely it was because they were 100% compromised. This is some safeguards that I think Tyler should be taking if he's in the position and trying to figure things out but i don't think everything's above board either so that's just my feeling and we'll see we've got five more episodes to go and i don't think tyler being introduced to never see him again we're gonna see him again well i of course we're seeing him again but 
like you said, he there are certain things that you probably don't call in because of the security level. There are probably things that, yes, he probably might have had to drive and find out if Vision's body is somewhere. Perhaps there's someone he had to actually go see. Maybe it's just something like that. I'm not saying that it's him. There is probably something shady going on because this is after Endgame. Did she steal his body? Again, we don't know what triggered this and if she was taken and then she's just controlled the situation or whatever. I mean, we just know this is Wanda's world. Seeing Vision like that, that was her. Again, she was reminded of Ultron, reminded of reality. And she looks away and then she sort of like does her thing. And then vision is how he's supposed to be according to her. And at the end, she says like he's like, we can go anywhere. And she's like, no, no, we can't. This is our home now. Because if they leave, he goes away. Home is where your vision is not a horror movie. Just saying. Because <laughs> that... That was freaky. Thank gosh that was only a few frames because that was ooh. also was that back to black and white or was that in color when that flip went? That was in color. It was in color. It was just his the way his body. She saw his body. Yeah. Right. I got a question for you and probably it means absolutely nothing. But the reason why Agent Wu, Special Agent Wu, got to remember to say that Special Agent Wu was on scene is he lost uh, somebody that was in the witness protection program. I'm wondering if that is somebody that we might know, maybe from Ant-Man, or if it was just a throwaway to get him on the scene. So what do you think? you think there's a connection there, or do you think that it was just a plot device? They could have gotten him there a number of ways. A lot of other people missing, you know, something like that. I think there is something, there has to be, there's probably someone that he knows on the inside. He probably just can't reveal who it is because again, witness protection. And I know some of you out there are going to be like, well, that is the U.S. Marshals. Again, we're dealing with a world where one, they're superheroes and two, half of the population disappeared in one moment. There might have been a little bit like, oh, we don't really have enough people to be the U.S. Marshals anymore. (laughs) How about we just fold this into the FBI? And again, dealing with stuff like that. Yeah, that and I'm not sure if Tommy Lee Jones could come back and actually play, you know, a a U.S. Marshal, you know, fugitive sort of thing. I love Tommy Lee Jones, but he is getting older. So I'm not not sure he could convincingly come back and play U.S. Marshal because who else are you going to get to play U.S. Marshal? Any of the other 5,000 actors that are out there. (laughs) All right. I love when Monica does the drone and you know being a drone pilot most of the drones out there are quadcopters i'm like why send a drone in that looks like a helicopter it's just for expediency plot purposes because a real drone and they did send quadcopters in later but a real drone would have been a quadcopter and the reason why this was a helicopter is so they could more easily morph it into that toy that they saw inside westview later i'll let that pass but she's like oh what is this What is this thing? And of course, if there is one thing I've learned from Stargate SG-1 is that the first thing that you should do if you encounter a mysterious energy field is to touch it and probe. I mean, it happened with the Stargate. It happened to all these energy fields throughout the upteen number of seasons that they had. It's the very first thing that you should do, right? Exactly. You touch the energy field. If something is emitting energy, you completely bring it back to the base before running any test. You also eat food or drink water and bring back a contagion to the base. I lost count. Like I'm someone who just recently watched it all. So I'm now getting all of these jokes that you've had. I lost count of how many times they had to shut down the base and initiate the self-destruct. I swear it was at least a good four times a season or something. They had to shut down the base and initiate all these uh, protocols because somebody touched something or brought back something that they shouldn't have. Now, in fairness, if Monica didn't do it, somebody else wandering around, some kid could like from Sensate or whatever, could have come up and touched it and got sucked 
right in. So I think it was just expeditious to have Monica the one to do it, but she should have known better. Yeah. So you see an energy field, you might get a stick and probe it in first. You might get your tie rod from your car, you know, to change a flat tire and, and you know, not tie rod, but you know, the, the wrench to poke the thing. You don't touch it with your hand. That's not, no, don't. It's not good. Although they did see those two cops that came out from Eastview disappear into it. So maybe she thought it was safe that way. Anyway, yeah, I wouldn't. I would be scientific about it and I would start probing. I would not just get sucked right in like Monica did. Not saying that what she did was completely stupid, but yeah, I think she might have had a little bit more sense than to do that. Talking about a little bit more sense, we got Darcy back. I loved it. She was in the back of the truck going, what do you do? And the first person's like, we're not supposed to say. And she's like, okay, you know, Boy Scout. And getting everyone to talk and being a doctor now, that is great. Seeing her advance in her career, being the smart woman that she is, very capable, seeing the different layers in the signal realizing it's a pulling out this weird device realizing it's a tv and i love that she's like i need a tv i need an old one one that's not flat (laughs) i thought that was amazing yeah the whole thing with darcy was amazing the cosmic microwave background radiation that was something that we found out by using radio telescopes not that far long ago and we have since even sent up space telescopes to try to measure it, try to get a sense of how old the universe is once we figured out what it was and that sort of thing. It's a real thing, and it does encompass everything. And for the fact that she would know what it was, well, that's good. But the fact that she was able to ascertain that there was a television signal embedded into it, that was pretty cool as well. I'm loving her. I'm loving her interaction on the screen. A lot of people are loving her interaction with Spatial Agent Wu back and forth. I I hope that there's no romance that goes along there. I think they work well together just as two people that are out there together. Besides, I know she has a fixation with hunks. You know, we we all know this from Thor, right? And Spatial Agent Wu, he might, you know, he might be fit, but, you know, he's not a hunk. So I don't know what uh, Dr. Lewis has in store for her romantic life anymore but uh, i'm glad that she is doing well i'm glad that we saw her on the screen again and i hope that we get to see more of her even after wandavision because only getting to see her in the mcu every so often kat dennings she really needs to be on the screen more we have all of this happening it was all outside it was all sword base it was all around westview it really gets us caught up on the story of what's happening around everything. Well, now the twins are born and they know it on the outside. They're seeing it on the inside. And that's where we end the episode. But I wanted to point out one thing that happened at the end of the episode. It happened a couple of times that Wanda had been changing what had happened. We talked about the beekeeper. We talked about Monica getting thrown out, Geraldine getting thrown out. On the aired episode, it just appears as a jump cut. You don't get to see the back and forth. You don't get to see what has happened because she's messed with time along with everything else. It is simply a jump cut. And Darcy has noticed, but she can't correlate it to anything. She's finally able to when Geraldine, who finally got that speaking part, gets pushed out. Then she's actually realizing that, wait. She got pushed out, but we didn't see it. That's when she realized that it's being censored or edited. Yeah, she says censored, but I don't think they know that there's a time component involved as well. And then we got to really see Wanda, Wanda's power when she confronts Monica and the force that she pushes her through and the distance as well. Then Wanda's just able to put everything back together because we learned that this is a real city. There's real people. There's 3,000 and so people. Some of them have been identified. Some of them haven't. Like, is everyone else asleep? 
is everyone else just like that she wakes up who she needs? I'm just very curious or if they are just going about their regular day and they just haven't made it onto the show. Yeah. My mind went a billion different ways after you said that. They could be anywhere. I was thinking they could be in a high school, just in the stands and sleeping or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. I got five more episodes, and I think we're going to go through a few more decades, too. We're at the 70s, so next time that we're in Westview, it will be the 80s if they follow the progression. I don't know if we're going to get a one-episode-per-decade anymore, because you do have outside interaction going on at the same time that you have inside and we've seen what those interaction is like when darcy figures out that we can talk through the radio and you see that special agent Wu asking wanda if something's happened to her or something like that that was before that darcy figured out that she is probably the one that is in control and uh yeah i i've probably said this before i'm gonna say it again i never want to be on wanda's bad side because holy crap can she do stuff She's one of the most powerful people in the MCU. A lot of people just don't realize it. On the mutant side, she's the daughter of Magneto. I know we're not doing mutants. I know she's the product of Hydra experiments with the Mind Stone. But again, she is this powerful. She's very powerful. And we're going to see where this takes us because next time we'll talk about the episode five. Do we have a title for episode five yet? That I'm aware of. Okay. Once once again, I, I'm not sure if Disney's trying to be cute here or if they're having pandemic issues of getting information out or whatever. But yeah, we don't have a title as we're recording this. I'm sure one will come out. Next time we're going to talk about WandaVision Season 1, Episode 5. And I'm looking forward to that. I have heard, by the way, that there are spoilers out there. I will not be spoiled before I watch the episode, at least not intentionally. I don't know if... You go out of your way for extra stuff, but I certainly don't. By the way, there's one more thing we do have to talk about. Your mom. She watched this episode, right? Yes. She enjoyed it. She liked, again, one of the reasons why I mentioned about the placement in the season. She liked the fact that, okay, my idea, my theory of Wanda being in control of this world has been proven. And now getting some explanation around it so it was a good it was a good i think some people might be like oh there should have been one more episode i don't think so i think this was a good especially with the twins being born because one of the things that i don't know if anyone noticed was when the twins were being born darcy actually says oh well the jig is up because darcy was thinking well, there's no way Wanda could actually be pregnant and that she's using real people. And now all of a sudden there's actual babies and there's twins. That's a lot. That puts in a whole other level on it. This show has many levels and I'm glad that we get to see it because it's, it's pretty fun to watch. Like I said, next time we're going to watch season five. Until then, we do have some feedback to get to. got an email from our listener 084 and do you want me to go ahead and read this sure okay so here we go 084 says we wanted answers we got them the scene at the start with monica on snapping into complete chaos was everything i wanted and more the episode could have been complete garbage after that and i would still call it a winner but since it was decidedly not complete garbage i'll keep talking so many tidbits about the Rambo family and its sword origins, and I loved every second of it. I also loved how Darcy spent the last 10 years since we've seen her following in Jane's footsteps and becoming a doctor. My little continuity-loving heart has grown three sizes this day. I don't want to over-ramble, but something clear that stuck out to me is that Dottie and Agnes weren't identified by the task force in this episode. That definitely points to the Agatha and Mephisto theory for those two. Her being identified as a real person might unfortunately rule him out as the high evolutionary, unfortunately. Wah, wah. He didn't actually write wah, wah. He wrote Q-sad trombone, but I thought I'd put the sound effect in there. Anyway, there's so much more I want to gush about from this episode, but I cut it off here. So freaking exciting. Until next time, 084.
Thank you very much for that email 084. It was a good email. Exactly. I did like his pointing out that Dottie and Agnes were not identified by the task force. Not yet. Although I am a little disappointed in 084. Why? He didn't mention the commemorative t-shirts. Well, you know, they haven't come out yet. (sighs) I would love to get my hands on a commemorative WandaVision Task Force t-shirt. That would be awesome. I I don't buy t-shirts all that often, but I recently bought some uh, SpaceX Starship prototype t-shirts that show like schematics on and stuff like that. So I'm in the mood to buy a t-shirt. So if anybody has a link that they could link me to a reputable source that is selling a WandaVision Task Force t-shirt, I would love to get one. By the way, that's Darcy wanted commemorative t-shirts for those that don't recall it from the episode exactly you're not commenting on my sad trombone sound oh it was good okay i'm glad that you enjoyed it and hopefully 084 enjoyed it too if you happen to be listening to this and you have some feedback on our take of what's going on with the show or just our reactions in general you can send me an email at stargatepioneer at guineageek.com you can catch us on our Discord server at guineageek.com slash Discord, or you could probably tweet us. That's probably a big way to get a hold of us, especially since Lauren is still doing her live tweets on the rewatch on Saturday mornings. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of Shield. So I think at this point in time, we need to find a mysterious field and we need to touch it and get on out of here. I think we need to go get Darcy a cup of coffee. Right? Could somebody get that girl a cup of coffee? She's asked all episode and all she got was a cup of ramen. I mean, come on. I know. She deserves more. Well, here, let's go get her a cup of coffee. If you made it this far in the show, I just want to say thank you very much for hanging in there with us. We really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to the next five episodes of WandaVision. Thank you to everyone who interacts with us on all the social media and for hanging with us all this time. I mean, literally hanging. I mean, they could be like on pull-up bars, just hanging, listening to us. I guess so. Yeah. And if you are, I hope we haven't talked too long. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunnageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. So, the latest in the wedding saga is that the engagement photographer got covid oh my so there's supposed to be engagement pictures on saturday which would include uh save the date pictures that would be taken that were not taken by the photographer because well photographer had covid so taylor went out and took pictures with an old professional camera i have uh, gotta be 15 years old now old canon rebel did a pretty decent job the lighting really sucked she got into lightroom on her mac and did some wonders so they ordered the save the date cards so yay just use your phone well i mean there was that i would have used my phone too but i was not invited so i mean i've got the iphone 12 pro max i've got like the best camera that you can get apple has out there right now so i wouldn't have been opposed to using that but she wants jessica wants professional photos ah i see it's not my wedding nope 
I knew that from the beginning, so just remind myself, not my wedding. Alluded to it a couple of times, so the whole thing with my dad is his Apple Watch 4 broke, which the 4 was the first real one that could deal with the heart rate monitor, and that's the watch that saved his life, not once but twice. So he broke, I don't know how he broke it, I didn't ask how he broke it or whatever, so I asked him, are you going to get another one? And they said, yeah, well, he asked me, does it make sense to get a new one or get this one fixed? I have a quote for $350 to get this one fixed. I'm like, well, a new one is like 25 bucks more than that, so why don't you just get a new one to get the six? So he's like, okay, I think that's probably the right thing to do. So they went out to Target, they bought a six, and they brought it back home, and his phone wouldn't sync with it because his phone was only running ios 12.5.1 because it's an apple 6 plus okay so my mom in her infinite wisdom said well fine let's the only other one we can get right now is a three so i'm just going to go and buy a three and then you can have a three well she got the three and she brought it back but she didn't realize it was shipped with the same apple os watch that uh, the six did so was running like 7.2 or 7.3 whatever they shipped it with these days which also wouldn't pair with the iphone 6 plus running 5.1 so dad finally disclosed all this to me and and i was like well, you know i've got a old iphone 8 plus it has ios 14.4 which is the current one i had just updated it because i was using it and I said, I can give that to you. Said, well, we'll wait on that. So they go out and then they, they get iPhone sticker shock. You know, we've talked about this before with the iPhone sticker shock. Yep. So he's like, yeah, I think we'll go ahead and do that. So I'm like, okay. Knowing how kind of desperate the situation was, I'm like, okay, I'm going to overnight this, but I can't depend on the postal service to overnight i know it's going to be expensive but i'm just going to use ups so i did ups it was like a hundred dollars i overnighted it they got it the next day which was yesterday he was in in miracle miracles never cease he was able to actually transfer his data over to the new phone and activate it with his carrier which i think was t-mobile and he was able to sync the the watch up but uh they brought the three back and they got the six again so he's got the six and that's what the blood oxygen was and everything. So yay. How did they even measure the blood? How can the, the watch measure blood oxygen? It's Paul. It's, it's the pulse ox. It's not like a, a full oxygen measurement. It's the SP 2 What is it? It's on my heart app. It's blood pulse ox. You know, I'm not entirely sure, but it's the same type of measurement that you would get if you put a sensor on your fingertip and got it that way. Oh, okay. Damn. They've come a long way. That was the new big ad with the six this year was the blood pulse ox. And it was on related to the pandemic, but because the pandemic it was like a big thing because blood oxygen levels are a big thing. Now, you're supposed to be somewhere between 94 and I think 98% is, is usually normal somewhere in there. So if you drop below that for a significant amount of time, then it's time to get checked out. But that's just another indicator along with pulse and everything else that they can do on the Apple watch to say that you need to get medical attention now. And it's not meant to be medical grade. Like for me, I make sure I wear it when I'm exercising because if my heart rate gets above a certain level, so it's just a, a standard exercise heart rate monitor for me that I know I need to cool down. I need to stop. I need to whatever. And I, that has happened once in the last couple of weeks. It's actually happened once since I got the watch, but it, it's happened once in the last couple of weeks where my heart rate got to hundred percent and that's too much because you're not supposed to exercise at hundred percent. You're supposed to exercise below that. Now there's some debate on if you're been exercising for a while what exactly is 100% cuz typically it's just based on your age it's 220 minus whatever your age is but if you've been exercising for a while maybe that's you can raise that up or whatever but i just don't want to mess with it so you know once you reach 50 it's 170 that's all you can do and once your heart rate gets up to that point or you know less if you're like 55 it's 165 if you're 60 it's 160 you 
are not supposed to exercise at that level anymore. So anyway. That's moving. That's moving. All right. Cool. Let me make sure I have enough. No, getting down there only have four hours, 50 minutes. It's going to have to be a short podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I got some good news this week. I had some guys over to my house and siding contractors and they are in the process of working up a quote. I thought that the front of my house was going to have to be completely redone. And it sounds like they'd be able to add some protection around where we think the leak is coming from. So we won't have to completely redo the front. It'll be expense. I don't know how much I'm guessing 2000, but could be more, could be less. I don't know but it won't be tearing up everything in another $10,000 bill. So that's good. Yeah. And it's good because it'll stop the water from coming in too. Yeah. Have you ever used this stuff called great stuff, by the way? No. So great stuff comes in a can and, and you spray it out and it's this expanding foam and you use it to insulate around leaks. Oh, that's, that's what you call it. Yeah like windows and stuff like that. So uh, I bought some cans on Amazon. I could have gone to the store. I would just time wise. I'm like, okay, I'll order it a couple of days. It'll come in and then I'll be able to do something. I wasn't expecting it for another couple of days, but they came in this morning. So I'm like, okay, I had some leaks, air leaks, not water, but air leaks coming in from underneath my fireplace. And I really notice them in the winter when I'm in the workout room. And I can just feel this cold breeze coming in. The only place it can be coming from is the underside of the fireplace. So I thought that the fireplace was constructed a certain way and I'd be able to do it all on the inside. Not so much. I had to do it. Uh, there was one thing that I needed to plug up from the inside. It was where the, um, the gas pipe was going up into the fireplace. And because there's an open chimney, there is air outside air that is coming into the fireplace from outside. So I just wanted to close that up. But the other thing was underneath the fireplace on the outside, cause it's a, a little bump out, like a two foot bump out. There was seals that had never been sealed together and the siding guys didn't touch it because it was not something that they were going to do. So I had to go in and use great stuff to go around it today. I guess I didn't have to do it today, but I just wanted to get it done today. And I made the mistake of doing it without gloves on, like rubber gloves. So my hands were really sticky for about an hour and I couldn't do anything. I touched the, uh, the door to come back in and I spent, I don't know, an hour scrubbing that doorknob, trying to get all the great stuff off. Oh, and it's on my hands and, uh, it's still there. It's like, you know, super glue when it dries. Yep. On your hand. So I no longer can stick my hands together, which was happening, by the way, when I first did it. But uh, yeah, if you ever use great stuff, use some sort of gloves. I don't care what kind of gloves they are. Just use something that you can take off your hand. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's way worse than cock. Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to have your hot chocolate tonight. Sure thing. Well, I'll see you same time, same channel next week, hopefully. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Bye. Bye. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2021.